We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or If you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Sarah Kelleher, joined as always by Dusty Evely and Steve Perhatch, who today personally met with JJ Watt to try to convince him <laughs> to take a massive pay cut. Sign with the Packers, Steve. How did that combo go? How how are you doing? 
It's good. He's uh, he's slow playing it just uh, as an epic tease for everybody. So, you know, the the tweets are all part of everything, and he will be he should be signing hopefully within another week or two. Uh, Packers just told him they want to clear a couple things up, restructure a few things, and, and get some things lined up before inking the new deal. So it's it's coming. Don't worry. But he's just having a little fun with everybody first. You heard it here first, Wednesday. February 24th on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Dusty, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, I didn't didn't meet with J.J. Watt, but I'm glad Steve's out there doing the Lord's work and all that stuff. But, yeah, we're doing good. Maybe it's uh, warming up here a little bit. So uh, my, my my entire yard is now not just a sheet of ice anymore. So it's, uh, you know, everything's, everything's coming up Millhouse. That is great to hear. So... You know, it's the off season, so we're just going to kind of dive right into it. Um, so let's start with some news and notes related to the Packers. Uh, first things first, Jeopardy announced that Aaron Rodgers won't just be a guest host for an episode or two, but that he'll actually be a guest host on the show for two weeks. So a total of 10 episodes, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, so if you want to catch 12 as the host uh, for Jeopardy, you can tune into ABC starting April 5th. Um, what about you guys? Are you guys Jeopardy fans? Are you going to tune into this exclusively for Aaron Rodgers content? How do you feel about this this news that came out yesterday? I, I used to watch Jeopardy. I have it for a while. Like I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll tune in. That's a that's a perfectly fine show. I kind of want to see how he does. Uh, I've watched some of his past performances. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not, it's not appointment viewing by any stretch of the imagination. But I'd be curious to see how it goes. I feel like he's going to be. Uh, I feel like he's going to look like a natural out there doing it. And I, I mean, I, I'm guessing I'll catch some of the highlights on Twitter because, yeah, nobody covers Aaron Rodgers on Twitter at all. So it won't be <laughs> it won't be there. Uh, you know, we won't see any of that. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I'm not going to go full episodes or do appointment viewing where I got to sit down at three thirty in the afternoon and watch Jeopardy. But I'll catch the highlights when it comes out. Yeah, I, I love watching Jeopardy when I have the chance. Um, it's just one of those things I'm not committed to watching it every single day. But when it's on and I have the time, I'm like, oh, I'll put that on. So I'll definitely try to tune in. But I agree, Dusty. I think he's going to be a natural. He kind of has that dry sense of humor um, that we see on Jeopardy sometimes. So I think he'll be perfect. And I'm curious to kind of see how he interacts with some of the contestants as well. I, th- I think it should be a good time. Hopefully there's no vikings fans or chicago bears fans that are contestants because then it could could get a little awkward to be fair i actually kind of hope there are because i feel like he'd have some (laughs) smart ass kind of like comment uh anytime they get a wrong answer about uh must be a bears fan (laughs) very true very true on a more serious note um nfl teams could start franchise tagging players yesterday Uh, There's been a lot of conversations about if the Packers are going to use their franchise tag on Aaron Jones. Uh, So our pod father, Andy Herman, actually did his daily Pack-A-Day podcast YouTube video on this yesterday. Um, And I saw that someone asked a question about this as well um, for our call to questions. So definitely check that out if you have the chance. Andy kind of went through all of their options. What are the pros and cons? I mean, it was really helpful Um, for me to hear, and I'm sure it'll be helpful for anyone else that listens to it as well. Uh, Dusty, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that they use the franchise tag? Do you think they use it on Aaron Jones? What are your kind of first reactions to hearing this? I mean, traditionally they don't. I mean, if it if it keeps Aaron Jones around for another year, like that's potentially and for a for eight million dollars, like 
potentially yes for one more year but and it's something andy touched on the video as well like you look at you know aaron jones did not go out and get drew rosenhaus this year to not to to, uh, to be franchise tag like dude wants to get paid so i do feel like and andy said i think towards the end of the video he ran all this down a franchise tag Aaron Jones, and you know the agent he got, you know why he got him, you run the risk of this sucker getting real ugly real quick and, and possibly sitting out of here, like a Le'Veon Bell situation or something. So I'm not saying that will happen. We have zero idea, but uh, I don't I don't see the franchise tag happening, maybe potentially for that reason, maybe potentially just because, you know, the Packers have other cap issues they're dealing with. Uh, and, you know, $8 million for Aaron Jones, even one year of Aaron Jones, you know, that, that kind of comes into play there as well. But I... I I can't see it happening. Like just on its face, Aaron Jones for one year, 8 million seems like a perfectly fine deal that I would like, but I, I, I just do not see this happening. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I, I agree. Like I, I don't see it happening. And as much as I love the green Bay Packers, I, I, I'd feel bad for Aaron Jones as they did it. And I kind of, I mean, I'm thinking like, I don't want them to do it. Like he has given them four years. Um, they made a contract offer. He wasn't a fan of it and he wants to go get paid. So with running backs being the way that they are and their shelf life being so short, I, I mean, I even tweeted today. I'm like, man, it sucks, but go get that money, dude. Like let him go get his big paycheck. If Miami wants to pay him $15 million a year, thank you for your service it's been it was amazing to watch you as a green bay packer but man let that dude get paid yeah and steve just alluded to it there but um also on the news and notes today is that uh barry jackson from the miami herald reported that the dolphins and aaron jones have mutual interest um so that's that's something there and i my you know first reaction to that is exactly what you said steve it's like yeah they're willing to pay him more and he sees the potential there and he wants to go there then love him to death but best of luck to him because that's a career opportunity that he just can't turn down um and it it is really kind of bittersweet because part of me wants him to stay so badly but part of me also really likes and adores aaron jones as the player in person not just as the packers aaron jones and i want the best for him too so surely something to keep an eye on um, the next couple of days um that pretty much wraps it up for news and notes you know it's the off season not a lot not a lot going on yes we know aaron Rodgers and shailene woodley are engaged so i'm just gonna say it one time move on so that no one in the comments hits us that we forgot about it yes you know congrats <laughs> To the happy couple, and we're going to go ahead and move on now. So let's dive into some questions. Uh, you guys came through once again um, with so many amazing questions. I think we were talking before we started recording that this was like one of the hardest times to narrow down questions because there were so many good ones and good football ones, good food ones, TV ones, everything. So you guys really brought your A game and keep bringing your A game because we love hearing from you guys. So First question is from Oh My Zedarius, great name. Um, what do you think is one of the primary reasons Green Bay hasn't pulled down a second Lombardi in Rogers' career? No hate. I know Super Bowls are hard to win, and I've loved the last decade. Just curious about some reflection. Thanks. So, Steve, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, well, he, he's unbelievably right. Like, Tom Brady skewed everything in a horrible direction where – 
this everybody expects the standard to be seven Super Bowls when two would be is like an exceptional career for a quarterback or a team in a in you know a 10 15 year window like that would be outstanding but to me i think early on when uh when rogers was doing well they they didn't dip enough into free agency to get rogers enough weapons and uh later i think the drafting the fact that there hasn't been an offensive skill position player drafted in God, like a decade, over a decade, like it's a, there. There's combinations, and you you understand the fact that they're they have to be able to pay Aaron Rodgers. They had to pay him uh, early and often and stuff like that. So, like you understand, there's a salary cap issue there. When you have a really good quarterback, you have to pay him a lot of money. Then there's hits other places. So it's tough, but I mean, it's a, to me, it's a whole thing of salary cap. It's a whole thing of not spending enough on getting Rogers enough weapons and then defense really underperforming or all these draft picks are all invested in the defensive side of the ball and you don't have a top 10 defense. That's what you need when you will like, you need that fringe top 10 defense to go along with your hall of fame quarterback. And they didn't have that the one year they did, they won the super bowl. So, um, that's kind of a mishmash of a whole bunch of different answers, but it kind of every year is different why they didn't win the super bowl, I think. And it's a pain in the butt, but I mean, if you think about it, it's the fact that the Packers are always in the playoffs, the bears, the Vikings, and the Lions are like one-hit wonders here and there of getting in the playoffs. So it it sucks that they haven't won a lot. But, I mean, I, I will say the, the Green Bay Packers give you a fun ride every damn year, which is uh, something people in the NFC North can't say all the time. So, Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Steve, your first point I think is a really good one in terms of Brady and just the success of the Patriots and then, you know, this year the Bucks as well, just kind of skewing that. I've talked about this before, but just the the idea of the, the overriding question of legacy that a lot of these talk shows tend, tend to harp on, it's a moving goalpost situation. You know, Rodgers won one, um, and yeah, maybe he could have won more, but you see that with someone like – I. I very much dislike Peyton Manning. But you see that with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was, well, he's the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Well, then he wins one. Well, yeah, but he only won one. He didn't play that well. Well, then, so then he wins two. Well, yeah, but the defense carried him. He didn't play well. Okay, okay. Well, like, which, what is it, man? Is it the rings? Is it how you get the rings? The, the, the whatever, whatever happens. There was questions about Brady's legacy after he won, like, four. Like, whatever happens, those goalposts will always move. So keep that in mind. But, yeah, in my mind, it's, I mean, defense is a big one. Some of it's bad luck, and then some of it's just bad decision-making. Uh, I mean, you look at, like, 2011, you know, I know the defense wasn't there. Offense firing on all cylinders. You get that <laughs> that game against the Giants, some bad mistakes. And also, Philbin wasn't there calling plays. Uh, you know, his son died that week, and he was not there. And that's kind of one of those, if, if that continuity is there, what happens? 2014, you know, comedy of errors in Seattle. Uh, they should have won that game. I, you know, if one of a thousand things doesn't happen and those things happen and they lose. Uh, I go to bat 
maybe for 2016 a little bit. They, they got housed by the Falcons, but that first half was way closer than, than it should have been, or way closer than it looked. They were down 17 nothing, and it could have been 10-10. There was a missed Crosby field goal. There was a Ripkowski fumble inside the five, and that stuff just kind of shifted. And then, you know, this past year was, you know, I think this past year was another good year, and then it's too fresh to really dig into that for a lot of you, I think. But, I mean, there's a thousand different things that go into it. I think, Steve, all your points of free agency and all that stuff and, and not hitting on, on uh, draft picks, all that stuff, absolutely true. I think when it comes down to game by game, I think it's 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 a combination of its, its defense, a little bit of bad luck, and some bad decision-making in there. All right. Our next question is from Matt Pickett. A great but often overwhelming thing about being a Packers fan is the vast amount of content out there, podcasts, articles, etc., what specific ones do you all regularly consume and why? And how much time does it take up each day or week? Follow up for Sarah below. So before you guys answer that, um, Matt, I will follow up with you um, in the DMs privately about WandaVision because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who isn't caught up yet. But great question about that. Um, and you will be hearing from me soon. So, Dusty. What, what do you think, what, what kind of content do you consume um, in the Packers blogosphere, um, in the Packers world, and, and why? I mean, I try to hit a lot. You know, off season is a little different, and especially now. I've talked to those before. My podcast listening has gone uh, pretty far down just because I don't have that daily commute. That's when I, I tend to listen to podcasts. Uh, but during the season, I try to listen as much as I can. I mean, non-Packers, just general NFL. Um, uh, Robert Mays and Nate Tice are doing tremendous work over the athletic uh, for their like post game. I think like they record the night of the Sunday games. Um, they do great work. But Packers blogosphere, I mean, you know, hey, you listen to Pack a Day. Pack a Day's got some great teams, like some really good stuff there uh packs what she said with Ma- with maggie and perry um always tremendous uh blue 58 with john muirdink um he's his stuff like the way he kind of looks at the game and the way he kind of analyzes that stuff like he does i think that's that's a podcast not a lot of people know about um but he's doing great work over there um locked on packers with with bukowski bukowski does some good stuff uh packer net with ryan schlipp uh, uh, Pack Daddy, Mr. Mr. Pack Daddy, doing good stuff. And uh, recently launched this year was Illusion of Complexity uh, with Aaron Alice, uh, Jacob Westendorf, and Zach Jacobson. Uh, and they, and that's you know relatively new. I think they launched towards the end of this past season. And I I'm forgetting some in there, but I try to hit and I don't listen to all those every single week. But I do listen to like I kind of hodgepodge them because um, I don't have time to listen to those every single week. Uh, but like a lot of really great stuff. And for articles, um, Sarah's I always read Sarah's because uh, I don't read a lot of reaction after the game so it's getting something that has like kind of all that stuff distilled kind of down into one thing i i love that uh, so sarah great work during the season um uh and maggie's packs what she said over on uh on she said same thing i don't listen to the, like i don't listen to all the the um post game stuff or the or the in-week presser so maggie does a really good job of kind of taking that stuff and putting that into article form kind of hitting those highlights uh ben fennel's weekly thing i love ben fennel but i have to stay away from his stuff uh until i write my article because i don't i i want to try to have like original ideas <laughs> i don't want to be all that influence uh but ben's article over on the athletic uh on wednesday mornings i think is when that goes up just tremendous i've learned a ton from him and, and that article is amazing and last one i'll mention just because i've been going for a while is uh, is andy herman's uh, his grading the pack series uh he does such just the thought he puts into that and his method behind it and the way he explains all that stuff on a weekly basis on offense defensive side of the ball over on uh, pack report just tremendous job doing that stuff so i mean i could i could sit here and go through a whole bunch of stuff um as far as time i kind of pick and choose here and there you know I, obviously hours hours every single week especially during the season just because i'm trying to like 
get all the stuff I missed. Uh, but man, I mean, I, like I said, I could, I didn't even talk about Tom Grossi's YouTube thing and Grossi's doing great work over there. So, I mean, there's just a ton of really good stuff out there. You're right. It's overwhelming. Um, but that's kind of, that's my list of <laughs> at least what I try to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a lot. Like that's, it's one of those things where, you know, we do this, this show and I sit and I'm like, all right, where could I contribute to the Packers world? Like what is not being covered? Like, could I write articles? Like Dusty does passing articles. I'm like, could I write articles about run game? I'm like, well, then I'd have to learn a lot more about the run <laughs> game. I don't think I'm going to do that. So um, one of the, one of the podcasts I do love is unknown Packers. They, yeah, yeah. uh, with Ken and uh, and and the other Bryce, guys over yeah, there, Bryce and, and Bryce Nibbles, and Nibbles. Yep, yeah. that's always a good one. They um, they they put out good stuff. When it, as far as articles, normally it's it's the thing. That, I mean, I'm like the kid at the toy store with the shiny thing that catches my eye. I, I mean, if you if you're on Twitter and you're following all these people, like um, I mean, Packers Wire is all, always puts out good stuff. Yeah. Zach puts out yeah. good stuff, uh, article wise. Like, in, there's a lot of it. Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for uh, Silverstein. I'm a sucker for uh, Wildy articles. Like, I. I the deep dives, those kind of things, like, you know, they, they put out once a week and things like that. Like, I, I like those. I, I like the deeper dive story, not just, a, um, you know, the, the quick hitters. Uh, I do like Paul Brettel. I think he, he does some good stuff. I, I think it's fan-sided that he does stuff for. And that sounds right. Always, yeah, I can't remember where he's at. I know he does really do stuff, really good stuff, though. But he always puts out really good content. Um, so you're right. There, there's so much out there, and everybody, you know, for the most part, like I can't think of somebody that that puts out like a lot of content that I'm like, you know, this guy's a chump. He's a clown. Like there's not like, there's no beef. There's no, <laughs> I can't think of anybody that I'm like, yeah, this guy sucks. Uh, but you know, there, there's a lot of quality content, but I mean, but between what dusty and I both said, there's like a whole work suite, uh, like a, a, a work week of, of content to, to take in. So I, I like you said during the week, I during the, the, the weeks of actual games, four five six hours i'm thinking like articles podcasts stuff like that that i'm reading listening to off season probably a little bit less but yeah i mean being a packers fan is a full-time job we all know that <laughs> yeah we are we are truly very lucky um because there's so much good content out there and the thing i i enjoy the most about being a packers fan obviously besides watching the team is just how diverse the coverage is as well. I mean, there are so many people doing really different things. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people with podcasts. There's a lot of people that do blogs, but a lot of content in like new and innovative ways that I would have never thought of. And it's just really cool to see. And yeah, you guys hit on all of them. There's there's so many, and it's just really fun thing to be a really small part of. And I love being a consumer of that content as well. Uh, next question is from another person that provides great content um, in the Packers world, and that is Ken Engels, um, the Packers salary cap king. So he asked, have you ever correctly predicted a Packers first round draft pick before the draft started? Guessing a guy when the Packers are on the clock or after a few names are off the board doesn't count. 
Yeah, so I actually pulled up like the whole list of everything, and it, it makes me a little bit sad that it took me all this long to get to the correct guess. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I remember Haha ha Clinton Dix. That was one that I remember. I was like, that's like as long as he's there, that's the guy. Like that's the guy they're going to take, and he he was there at 21, so they picked him. Um, and if we're not talking first round picks, I do remember Eddie Lacy. I remember screaming at the TV, be like, why do you keep trading back? Eddie Lacy's right there. What are you doing? They ended up picking him in the second round, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that, that's the one, not to cut you off, but that's the one that like I didn't actually predict, but my dad all week was like, they need to do it. They need to do it. They need to do it. <laughs> and this was back when Vine existed. And I remember I had this really funny vine of him like standing in front of the TV when the Packers finally picked in the second round and they picked Eddie Lacy and he like jumped up and down and was squealing and he was so excited. Um, so yeah, that, that was a time. Well, and that was a time too. Like, so they, they passed on in the first round and then they got to the second round and they traded back and he, he was sitting there. I think it was like 55 that they were picking at. And he's sitting there at 55. And I'm like, do it. Just pick him. Pick him. And it's like, hey, the Packers have traded their pick. I'm like, God, what are you doing? I'm like, you need a running back. What are you doing? And then they traded back. And then they still got him. And I sat there. I'm like, huh. Maybe this is why I'm not an NFL GM. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You know, it's all, it's all pretty clear. But the one that really stuck out to me, and I know a lot of people talked about this one, was uh, B.J. Raji. So that was 2009. And I remember I was I was all on board. Like, this is the dude they're going to pick. They're switching to the 3-4 defense. I believe that's when Capers came over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, they need, they need that nose tackle. They need some outside linebacker help. Like, at number nine, like, Raji's the guy. And I, at the time, was living in South Korea. And I was teaching English uh, to as a in a secondary school, and it was just so I'm I am legitimately watching this draft at four or five in the morning, Jeez. and so this was technically that would have been I think sun that was like Friday that was when the draft was still on like Friday night or Saturday yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. and it was just some ungodly hour, and I'm sitting at my computer screen and I'm streaming it. And everybody listening is like, oh, he's streaming the draft. He was watching the draft. No, I was watching like a ESPN ticker board, basically, of like it had an Excel spreadsheet of all the draft picks that were coming in. And it would just like pop in once the, the, the pick was made. Uh, I didn't have a Twitter account. I didn't have anything like that. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like watching the draft going like, come on, Raji. It's got to be Raji. It's got to be Raji. And then finally, like, it hits at number nine, and it was like 5.30 in the morning, and I stood up and, like, there were expletives, and I was screaming. (laughs) And so I probably annoyed some uh, people in South Korea at that point. But that was the one that stuck out to me. Yeah, and for me, first of all, I mean, this just Ken's question coming up here. Um, we just talked about all the people doing doing Packers content. One of the things I really love about the explosion of, of people writing, talking about the Packers over the past, say, you know, five, six years, like really not that long, has been this, like, now it's kind of like branching off in a niche thing. So people are becoming experts on, like, just very specific areas of things. Um, I picked passing game stuff just because there was no one really doing that and because I wanted to do something, like, a little different for everyone else. Uh, Ken's really just taken this, like, 
building models of salary cap and doing all the analysis that goes with that, which I, it's something I don't follow that much uh, from salary cap stuff. Ken's taken that and just leaned into it and is just doing amazing work with it. So that, that's one of the things I think all the people doing this work has done. It's branched people off and, and allowed people to kind of really dig into some of the minutia of some of the stuff to allow people to kind of get a fuller picture of everything going on, which, which is amazing. Um, but to his question, yeah, I was the only two I can think. You know, there were some guys in the second round um, and some guys I was just cheering for. Lacey, I think I had the exact same reaction uh, you guys did with Lacey. That's the, he's there. Why are they trading back? And then, oh, okay, that's why they're trading back. Um, the only two I can think of, and this is just because they're, you know, they're they're early guys. And so maybe it was a little easier to, to guess, is Raji and Hawk. Um, you know, those were both both top 10 picks. And it was kind of one of those, you know, you get back into the 20s. Uh, it's There's a lot more a lot more things that can go wrong. At, at the one I know I was most wrong on i really wanted um how was it sean oakman out of baylor uh during the kenny clark draft and i was like no oakman's the man and oakman is i think washed out of xfl or something at this point uh so uh, another thing i'm glad i'm not a gm but yeah i think raji and hawk were my only two i was right on i did i did absolutely love the jarrell worthy pick as well i thought that was gonna be a home run <laughs> <laughs> that did not turn out to do very well. Um, our next question is from Matthew Meshnick, um, and it's a two-part question. First part, how did each of you get interested and in ultimately involved in podcasting? And the second is the ob- obligatory food question. What is your favorite childhood food that is no longer around? Mine are LaTroy mini egg rolls. Think Chinese food version of pizza rolls. He clarified. So I can start with this one. Um, how did I get interested in ultimately involved in podcasting? Um, it was kind of just a spur of the moment decision. I in twenty seventeen, no twenty eighteen, uh, started writing for Cheesehead TV. Um, the season was over, and obviously, like we've talked about before, I do the game recaps during the season. So the off season kind of came. The Pack Day podcast was still pretty new around that time. Um, and I just remember Andy was in our group chat and like, he would ask people every now and then, do you want to come on the podcast? Does anyone want to help out? Or we need someone to cover this day just because there weren't a lot of people doing it yet. Um, and so earlier that season, he had actually just had me on as a guest, uh, to preview a game with him. And it was basically just like, oh, this is Cheesehead TV's new writer, um, we're going to talk with her a little bit and it was really fun and I really enjoyed the experience and um, I just kind of remember saying like oh yeah I don't really have anything I want to write about in the off season but Andy if like you ever need someone to fill in on the podcast let me know that was really fun and I enjoyed it and then like literally five seconds later Andy like private messaged me and was like <laughs> I'm actually looking for more people to join like I'd really love if you wanted to come on the team um, like full time, um, based on your availability, I can pair you up with someone um, or a group of people. And I was like, yeah, sure. Here are the days that I'm free. And then oh, like two weeks later, he was like, okay, you're going to be paired with this dusty guy and this other guy, Steve. Um, and you guys are going to first record together on this date and you're bi-weekly. So it was just like twice a month. So I'm like, okay, sure. And that was kind of how I got into it. I didn't have a lot of experience in it before. And looking back on that very spur of the moment, like, yeah, just Andy, let me know. And then <laughs> it was obviously one of the best little messages I could have ever put out there because I've had so much fun doing this the last two years. And I've gotten so close with you guys. And 
it's been a really awesome experience. So that's the first part of that question. Um, the second question, what's my favorite childhood food that's no longer around? I have a definite answer for this, and that is the breakfast pizza bagels, um, the bagel bites. The breakfast bagel bites were my favorite thing ever um, as a kid. I didn't really like breakfast that, like breakfast foods a lot when I was a kid. Now I like them a lot more, but I was very simple. Like I'm like, I just want a Pop-Tart or I want cereal, like that's it. Um, and my mom found those at the store and I was obsessed with them. And for like years from when I was in elementary school all the way to when I was in high school, I ate them. And then like all of a sudden my junior year, senior year of high school, somewhere towards the end, they just disappeared. And they weren't at the store. And I kid you not, every time I walk by the frozen <laughs> foods, I still check. Because I'm like, maybe they'll be back one day. <laughs> but they were the best. It was like egg, cheese, little bacon bits. Oh, so good. And I miss them. Dude, so there's good. there's breakfast pizzas, which are better than <laughs> bagel bite pizzas. <laughs> Steve's just waiting in the wings as soon as Sarah brought that up. What is going on? This is like, in, like way superior to a bagel bite. But the thing is, like, that was just what I ate as a kid. So I think it was just I like. Get, there's the nostalgia factor. But the I breakfast pizzas are good. I, I, oh, I yeah. have had those. But the heart, like the easy thing about the bagel bites was like, I could just throw a few in like go brush my hair and then they would be done and then i wouldn't have any leftovers either like i wouldn't have to worry about eating the whole thing like i just had four or five of them and then went to school so i miss them so much every day (laughs) what about you guys uh, I I got into podcasting the same reason anyone else does. That's sweet, sweet money, man. I want to get rich, <laughs> and I was like, give me give me some of them podcasting dollars. Uh, no, I mean, I I kind of I fell into it a little bit. I'd been writing uh, about the Packers for a while. Um, I think you know I I think I've been do, been writing eight or nine years, and I was with um, kind of a couple a couple sites down the road. I was with it was uh, Tidal Town Sound Off, and they had kind of their main flagship podcast, I guess, and they kind of wanted to start another one. So they asked if uh, I wanted to be on one with a couple other guys. So I kind of started that one. Uh, that was Pack to the Future. We kind of, and that was just kind of a, hey, you write about stuff. Why don't you talk about things? Like, okay, why not? Uh, and then just kind of went with that. Uh, we started another site with that podcast, another writing there. And then I just kind of kept doing it, kind of leapfrog from Pack to the Future over to Pack a Day. So it was kind of one of those, you write, why don't you podcast? And so then I just started podcasting because someone asked me to. Um, and uh, obligatory food question. Uh, you know, it's I, I, I assume they still make them. And Sarah, you can you can tell me this. I don't really have anything off the top of my head, but um, I used to live in Florida, and they had those like the Mickey Mouse um, popsicles you could get at the store, and we didn't really get them yes. very often. But they had with the little chocolate covered ears and all that stuff. Uh, oh. and, and we moved to I I gotta assume yeah they're still down there. Um, uh, yeah, I moved to Kentucky, and I don't think I've had one since. Although I will tell you real quick, gross story about those. Um, a friend of mine took one bite out of one in Florida, and he was like, this is gross. I don't want this. And he threw it under a bush, and it was in the summer in Florida. Just absolutely disgusting. Two weeks later, it was there, and it hadn't melted. It had just dehydrated. It just it got smaller, and it looked like uh, like astronaut ice cream or something. So, uh, so I miss them, but I also think about that every time I think about them. Um, so, yeah, that's mine. Well, that's thoroughly disgusting. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, as far as me for podcasting, I was in the radio game for a while and, you know, worked at ESPN Chicago, ESPN Milwaukee, had a fantasy football show on ESPN Milwaukee, and 
as much as I loved it uh, after having a couple of children, the working nights and weekends to try to build your career takes a toll. And I was looking to get out when Andy sent out his bat signal of looking for people to do the podcast. And I was doing both for a little bit, but, um, you know, I've gotten out of it, out of the radio world. And it's just it's a it's a fun way for me to continue my passion of talking about sports. And uh, it's it's honestly been a blessing where I get to talk football with these two uh, clowns one twice a week, once a week. And uh, it's it's just been a lot of fun. And it's, it's grown so much that uh, I think into places that none of us ever actually anticipated this going. Um, um, and it, when, when Andy first put out the tweets, like, I want to do this every single day. We're like, dude, really? Every day? Packers? Go, okay, cool. Like, There's an we'll, off-season, we'll Andy. There's an off-season. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to talk about in April? Like, what what are you thinking? And it just, uh, oh, it's blossomed into something pretty awesome. So uh, it's it's been a blessing for me. Like, it, it just gives me a, a fun thing to do once a week with, uh, with these guys. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So. Um, however, I did find a list now of 40 plus discontinued foods from the 90s that we wish would come back. And I'm scrolling through it and like 20, like 90 percent of the stuff. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so the first one I'll skip. But uh, I don't know, Dusty, did you ever have Surge? Yeah, soda i did yes i certainly I did steve totally bring surge back <laughs> that was my jam for sure uh i loved that one um this <laughs> the bubble beeper the, the oh, thing God. that is oh yeah. yeah the thing that you so sarah a beeper was something <laughs> for people back in the day actually this to be fair you're you're a younger younger person do you know what a beeper is yeah, no, she does not. There's no way she knows. No, okay. Uh, anyway, so basically, it was a uh, a thing that somebody could call this number, and then you would have this little beeper thing on you. It was about the size of what, like a Tic Tac case, maybe Dusty? Uh, a little bigger, about th- about yeah. twice that size. They were, they were, I think, bigger than you were thinking they were. But but yeah, it was like was- a clip on onto your belt, and it would like vibrate, and then be like call this number and then you would know somebody was trying to call you so it's a really super cool thing so as a kid they had the bubble beeper which had 15 sticks of gum in it that you could clip onto your belt and make you look like you were super cool really cool just waiting waiting for that call in the middle like sounding thing like i could just (laughs) i could picture that happening in that show listen man you you get you some you get you a, a bubble beeper and then you get you some uh some candy cigarettes buddy Living it up. You partner that with a squeeze it. Do you remember the squeeze it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The juice, the juices, the Butterfinger BBs. You remember those things? Those were were awesome. They're little Butterfinger like that were that looked like Whoppers, uh, but they were Butterfinger. So they had the Butterfinger stuff. Those were amazing. This was actually this was funny because I I legitimately tweeted about this a couple like a week or two ago with shark bites. Those were like the best fruit snack of all time like the, the little gummies like the, the yep okay yep and then one of my buddy like i was texting one of my buddies i was like dude do you remember shark bites he's like yeah you remember when they introduced them? we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The great White. Like that was like a I do. huge. That was a big like, marketing were, campaign. We were, yeah, we were in like yeah. fourth fifth grade, and you're like, oh my god, they have a great white shark now. It's amazing. And then I will end with candy because one of them was PB Max. Do you remember that? I do not. No, it was a it was a chocolate thing covered peanut butter, and there's like Rice Krispies in there and stuff like that. It was a really good candy. And then the only other thing I've been trying to get back is the Reese's peanut butter cup that had an Oreo cookie, just the cookie part, not the Oreo cream. Yeah. You've mentioned that on here before. That's oh, I've never had that, but it sounds amazing. It was the best damn thing ever. And they won't bring it back. And I'm pissed. <laughs> that's not even from your childhood. That's from like five years ago. That's from adulthood. Oh, Steve. No, that, was like, that. that was probably like <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. Okay. I would say. Um, but yeah. Okay. End of my food rant. Go ahead, sir. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Well, now that we're all hungry, um, I will move on to the next question. Um, from Ken Hotch. If you could watch a Hard Knock style or America's Game style doc about any Packers offseason, which would you choose and why? So... Dusty, since Steve just answered, why don't you take the first one on this? Yeah, I mean, I've actually talked about this with uh, with my brothers before. I, the 07, after the 07 season, you know, they had they had lost the Giants and they switch over to, they end up going over to Rodgers. But that whole, the far retiring and then not retiring and then wanting a trade and wants to go in division like that, that whole, like, 
him showing up and then like you know rogers like getting the job and like all like all of that stuff. either that or like the rogers draft but i really think after the 07 season because that was just just even fan reaction at the time they had just made the nfc championship game with Favre, who had like you know one of the best seasons of his career and now you're moving out of this young guy that you haven't really seen outside of you know a half in dallas and some preseason action here and there so just that whole drama back and forth like i i really really want like an inside look at all that stuff as it was going down uh i mean i agree that would be an outstanding documentary you know hard knocks thing and if i can't pick that one i think i would pick the the one season with ray rhodes as a coach uh as i mentioned before you know did a show with uh at espn and stuff and chamura was one of the co-hosts there so I mean, I, I heard a whole slew of stories from him and stuff, and one of the things was how Ray Rhodes was, like, blindsided by the fact that he got fired after an 8-8 eight and eight season. And, you know, he came back, like, walked in the locker room, and they're like, hey, what's going on, Ray? He's like, I just got fired. And <laughs> it was just kind of funny because he, he's like, oh, they were all like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. How did that, they, what? No way. And then he laughed, and they're like, yeah, that's about right. Uh, like from from what he would said, like he just he did not have control of the locker room. He let just let the players like almost run the show, and you know they they decide to move on pretty quick from that. And it's I mean, but to to watch all that, and if if the players were in fact running the show, like that would be a fascinating thing just to watch, like fly on the wall. So. I think if I if I'm not picking the Favre Rogers stuff, that would be where I'd want to go. Our next question from Thomas DiCario. Sorry if I butchered your last name. What is everyone's current album that they're listening to? Um, I can start us on this one, and it's been the same one since March <laughs> of 2020, and that is After Hours um, by The Weekend. <laughs> That album is amazing, and I listen to it probably once a day, at least every day. Um, And that was like the first album that kind of came out during the beginning of quarantine. Like that was the first thing where I was like, oh, this is new and I can enjoy it when everything like was closed and I didn't really know what was happening and what was going on. I knew it was happening, but what was going to happen, you know, what the next few weeks were going to look like. Um, and I was always a big fan of The Weeknd, as I've talked about before, but I was like, that album, that's, that was like what I needed at that time. And I couldn't tell if like when it came out, I was just like, oh, I love it because it's something new and it's, it's kind of nice for me to just listen to while I'm now adjusting to working from home. And I remember I had told a bunch of people, I'm like, man, this new album is, is really good. And they were just like, oh, yeah, okay, like. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out. And then months have gone by, and I feel like the album has only gotten more popular, even though now it almost came out like a year ago. So that's been my album for a while. My friend, or Bailey Adams, who was actually on our podcast for the Bucks preview um, during the season, he texted me, I think it was yesterday, and he said, like, kind of like the Bernie Sanders meme. He was like, I'm once again thanking you for, like, <laughs> suggesting that I listen to After Hours because I think I listen to it every day. And I'm like, yep. So that's, that's the album, and it's been the album for a while, in addition to plenty of others, but that's my favorite. 
And I'm going with, um, you know, it's not out yet, uh, but I will be listening to, as of this Friday, the new Julian Baker. She's got a new one, first one in, uh, I think, four years at this point. It'd be quickly becoming one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, so this is her going to be her third album. I've listened to one single. I've not gone past that because I want to ruin it for myself. But that's going to be essentially all I'm going to listen to for, like, the next six months and just be really, really sad. Uh, so that one I'm super, super hyped about. Um, still rolling with uh, Phoebe Bridger's Punisher from last year a ton. Uh, John Carpenter just put out a new one of his Lost Theme series where he essentially writes uh, soundtrack theme songs to movies that he's never going to make. Uh, and that's really good kind of writing background music, got that synth stuff going on. And I've been going back to going back to Bowie. Uh, Low is one that's never clicked with me. Maybe it's just because it's cold and depressing and awful. Uh, but uh, Low is really hitting real, real nice right now. So Bowie's Low has been in heavy rotation lately. So yeah, it's been, uh, man, I jump around a lot, but there's, there's a lot of really good music out there i'm actually on a uh, old school kick right now so i have been going miles davis the, the complete birth of cool um nice. and some coal train and stuff like that where don't have to think too much but i can just sit there and enjoy it i get made fun of relentlessly by my wife and kids like I am cooking in the kitchen and I've got that stuff going and they're like, they legitimately just walk in and they're like, what is this? Like, what are you listening to that? So, uh, but for me, it's just a very, like, it's calming, it's relaxing and it's kind of what I need right now. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my, my jam at the minute. Our next question from Scott Hedenbach. If Justin Fields falls to the Packers, do they take him? Steve. (laughs) What are your thoughts? <laughs> yes, I mean, we want to watch uh, Packers Twitter burn, right? <laughs> Honestly, I would say, I legitimately, I would say no. Because if Justin Fields is there, well, I take that back. It, it could be a yes if they if what they have seen from, from Jordan Love is not what they expected. If they don't believe that he's the future of the franchise, then yes, you should. Because... You look around the NFL and you see all these teams struggling to find a quarterback. And they reach and they reach and they reach, especially in the draft for these kids that aren't aren't ready. They're not they're not where they're they're not drafted where they're supposed to be. Um, so if you believe in Justin Fields and you you don't believe in Jordan Love then yeah, you, you, you grab that guy because I love Aaron Rodgers as much as I love Aaron Jones, but at some level you got to realize there needs to be a next step. And Tom Brady's amazing. He's the only guy who's played till like, what is he? 44 now? 44 next season. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 44. Like he's the only guy that does it. He's the only guy who can do that. And, I love Aaron Rodgers and I hope he can, but there needs to be a backup plan. There needs to be the plan for when all of a sudden his arm falls off, his legs fall off. Like what something happens, there needs to be a next step for the Green Bay Packers and not just Aaron Rodgers. So if you believe that that Fields is the guy and you don't believe in Jordan Love, then yes. But Outside of that, I would say I would hope that that they believe in Jordan Love and they that they can find a weapon for Aaron Rodgers in the first round. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it all. It also. It depends on in this scenario. If you want to overthink it, why did Fields fall? Did something come up? Like, if all things being equal and nothing else came up, and Fields is Fields, and for some reason he's still there, I think you take him because because you take him because if there's a quarterback with that potential upside, it doesn't matter who else you have. You take him and you figure out everything else later. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I'd, I'd be happier with uh, an offensive tackle. I think at that point. But if Fields falls, yeah, you take him. Yeah, I, I would just love to see Packers' Twitter reaction to that more than anything. But I don't think he's going to fall. Um, so I don't think it's something that the Packers will need to worry about. All right, our next question is from Keith Kessinen. I think is how you say that. Have you guys tried the Lady Gaga Oreos? If so, can you try to convince me that they're good? (laughs) Something was off when I tried one. Well, my reaction, I I have had the Lady Gaga Oreos, and I didn't think they were bad. I just didn't think it tasted like an Oreo. Like, I was like, this is a sugar cookie with frosting. That, That was, like, what I tasted. And if I wanted a sugar cookie with frosting then I would eat the sugar cookie with frosting. But it did not taste like an Oreo to me. So I don't think it was bad. Like, I was like, oh, this is a good cookie. But I just had to mentally, like, prepare myself and say, like, oh, no, I'm not eating an Oreo. Because to me, it didn't really taste like an Oreo. Yeah, and Steve had actually prepared us for this. Like, he had them, like, a month ago. And he was like, oh, it's basically a golden Oreo. And then I got some and forgot he said that. And that first bite was a shock. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm prepared for, but I think it tastes like an Oreo. And it did not. Uh, So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't know that it was bad once my body. It was, like, one of those things that you're expecting to eat, like, you know, an apple and it's a potato. It was just, it was such, like, a shock to the system. And I was like, I don't, what what, what is my, what am I tasting here? Um, But, yeah, I don't think they're terrible. You just, like, you know what you're getting yourself into i guess and it's perfectly fine they're perfectly fine cookie i think i don't know no like you're right that's exact exact perfect uh explanation it's when you think you're getting a caramel apple and you bite into a caramel onion mm-hmm. as a prank yeah. uh and, and at this point we do need to shout out our uh our good buddy travis mack because yeah. As a uh, as a very nice thank you from him, he wanted to send us a whole slew of Oreos. So we got like five or six packs of Oreos that were sent to us, like full size packs of Oreos. So, um, and the Lady Gaga ones were one of the ones he sent. And um, no, you guys are are describing them very nicely. They they are just crap Oreos. They're just awful. <laughs> Uh, as I've just as, as I've said multiple times, the the golden Oreos are not Oreos. Those are just disgusting cookies, uh, and you can color them up however you want to make them Lady Gaga Oreos. They just it doesn't make them any better. And yeah, they're they're not good. I don't recommend them. And I would tell anybody if you're gonna buy Lady Gaga Oreos, just put them down and go buy a regular pack of Oreos. There we go, and. Moving on to our final question. Mark from Mark. Which position will Brian Gudikins draft the highest number of this year? Running backs, quarterbacks, or defensive line? So, Steve, what are your thoughts there? Running back. See, I would argue, I would think if he's going to go whole hog on a position, it's going to be either cornerback or wide receiver. I think he doubled down on offensive line this last year 
and hopefully I, i'm assuming that he he sees a starter in either runyon or uh hansen at center and guard that they they think that they can do that especially with Lindsay leaving and yeah i mean with the fact that they don't have wide receiver any wide receivers past next year i think wide receiver is the biggest spot that he would he would like double triple down on i just saw i think it was a uh, the cbs or something like luke, luke easterling i always like his his mock drafts like he always puts out some good stuff and i think he, i saw him have uh Kadarius tony as the first pick and then uh the kid from oklahoma state uh tylen wallace uh, had him as their third round pick and i it just kind of opened my eyes i was like okay like if they are going to go big on wide receiver, that's something that they would do. And two different types of wide receivers that they're going after. But like that was a that was the first time I saw like a double dip that early for wide receiver for the Packers. So I, I really liked it. And I, so to me, I would say I'll go off the board and say I'll say wide receiver is what they do. Out of those position groups, cornerback seems like it makes sense just because why not? I mean, they, they need them to spam the position there. Uh, you, you hope you hit on one. Uh, so out of that position group, I think uh, I think cornerback seems like it makes the most sense to me. I kind of agree with Steve. And I think, um, you know, we might see some running back action there. I don't know. I just – there's so much uncertainty with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So right now it's hard for me to say – yes, this will be it. But in two weeks, like I could have a clear answer about that. I, I could say, yes, like they're probably going to go after more running backs. If both of them are not on the Packers anymore, then yeah. Like, yes, they have AJ Dillon, but they need more than that too. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up um, for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys as always for sending in some awesome questions. Uh, Dusty, why don't you start us off? Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm starting to dig in. I mentioned this last week. Um, I still don't have a date for when I'm getting started, but I'm, I'm digging a little more to this next series I'm doing the off season, which is looking at uh, past, you know, the kind of bigger or, or well-known or whatever, just uh, memorable Packers plays from the past and kind of either breaking those down or giving a little history to those or a little bit of both. And so I'm kind of getting into, uh, I'm dipping my toes back into Super Bowl One, looking at a big blitz that kind of swung the game there. I'm, I'm getting into the Favre horizon throw in the Super Bowl 96 that's kind of the um it's it's kind of I'd say relatively well known I guess but that was a uh, Favre had been watching old Super Bowls the week leading up to the game and uh, Black 59 Razor was an audible that Montana used to just absolutely shred the Broncos and so he kind of called that uh, called that audible there seeing the coverage and and that's how that Ryzen thing came up so kind of looking into some of the West Coast stuff that original Black 59 Razor call looking to see how that played out and then how that was different with the the terminology was different so 74 Razor in Green Bay Uh, so like those are the first couple I'm kind of digging into. So I'm getting into kind of some more stuff as well. I got, you know, some stuff from the uh, 2010 Super Bowl that I'm kind of looking into but right now. I'm just, I'm in the process of gathering that stuff, trying to dig up as much history, um, you know, old playbook stuff that I can find on that stuff. And it's really fun series. I'm really excited for when I get it launched. I'm just, I want to come one of those. I want to spend my time with and, and get some of these details right. And so I'm, I'm working, working on that angle right now, but I'm hoping to get the first one out of those in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think it's going to be a fun off season for that stuff that's uh that's about all i got 
Yeah, as far as me, I'm uh, I'm still looking for some some help from people for uniform stuff because I really want to do this deep dive because it seems with the Packers, it looks like they should be announcing a alternate uh, uniform for the upcoming year, a new one, and um, you know I saw that uh, God, this guy that it's a, I believe he's over in the UK, but it's Dight. Dyer Carragher, yeah, yeah. Carragher, and he he put out a a new one today, and it was like a it had a huge Acme Packers on it, and then it's a, it like had a small twenty eight, and then in the back was Dylan, and uh, <laughs> I legit this quote tweeted him. He goes, "No, that was all I said," and he actually came back to me. He's like, "Okay, what about these ones?" And he he sent me two of them. And it, one was an all green. One was a variation of like the blue and the um, the khaki and stuff like that. And so then I came back with uh, something that I'm very interested in, and I want the Packers to do a green and gold. I want it to be a green and gold. I don't want it to be green and yellow. I like so. There's one of those, and then uh, another one from uh, the ones we talked about before from Nate Temple. I also put those in there and two all green, like one all green with the yellow numbers, yellow stripes on the side, and then uh, another one. So I I really want to do this uniform episode. I want to do it well. So if you guys know anybody that should be in that conversation, I want to talk to them. Like, I want to be able to do this really well. Like, I don't want it to be like me talking about, hey, the Packers need a cool new uniform. That's what it should be. Like, no, I want... Like, I legit want to talk about the history of the uniforms. I want to talk about where they came from and what they can incorporate. Like, I want all that stuff. So if you have people or if you are interested in that, DM me. Like, I want to talk about it so um, we can get something going and have some fun content during the off season. So if you've got something, DM me at Seaperich. They should be – my DMs are open. You should be able to shoot me whatever you want. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully plan that out for – I'm hoping for like a, a month from now before the draft happens and stuff like that. So let's do that. And as always, uh, before before that, um, wear a damn mask, stay as healthy as humanly possible. Um, but yeah, that's about all I got. Good stuff. And then yeah, I don't have much going on in in the off season, but um, I'm gonna leave um, you all with one thing, and that's that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cells. So. <laughs> I know that's some really high level thinking and you'll probably just be mind blown. And whether you're sitting in your office or at home or in the car, you're just probably like, oh, my gosh, I've never heard that before. And I can't believe it. And I have to think about it all day. So my only thing is just just relax, guys. Like if J.J. Watt isn't a Packer, Steve, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, Some of these theories. Oh, it will be the end of the world. Some of these theories are so out there. Honestly, no, keep it up. Because some of these theories are so out there. I was on my lunch break yesterday and was reading through, just crying, laughing. Like, not even Packers fans either. (laughs) Like, 
when JJ Watt tweeted the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell thing, people were like counting the number of letters and they're like, oh, this means the it's the same number of letters as the Buffalo Bills. So he's going to go to the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. JJ Watt to the Bills confirmed. And then someone else was like, C-H-I is in the middle of the word. So that means he's in the middle of negotiations with the Bears. Like, <laughs> this, this is just unbelievable. So yeah, honestly, I take it back. Keep it up, guys, because oh, I, it's it's so much it's entertaining. Fun. It, it's, it's so much fun. Awesome. That's for sure. And especially, uh, I saw the one that says like, "Oh, the Bears are currently the the favorites hmm. to land to land uh, JJ." I'm like, really? I'm like, they were also the favorites and had the strongest offer out on Carson Wentz, and then we found out that they actually never submitted an offer for Carson Wentz. So yeah, absolutely, believe everything that you see. Who knows, guys? But yeah, just think about that. Just think about that one little tweet. I know, Sarah. I know. Yeah. He's signing with the Packers. It will happen. <laughs> and uh, once that happens, you guys have to eat the rest of your packs of Gaga Oreos. Oh, mine are gone already. <laughs> I've already eaten all mine, Steve. How? No, you have not. Yeah. How? How are you able to stomach those? I'm a growing boy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, that should wrap us up for today. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Evely, at Steve Perhatch, and at Sarah Kelleher4. Um, and we'll go ahead and see you guys next week. Everybody stay safe. Um, and as always, go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.